Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Ray Lewis discussing how to deal with the unexpected. He talks about the different types of pain that people feel. He mentions that most people don't feel the pain that leads to glory and success. I believe his point was based on the belief that the pain of success is optional. Most people choose not to endure discomfort. Most people only deal with the pain that is unexpected and is unavoidable. We have to control pain the best we can and not let it hold us back. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. show of hands, how many people has dealt with pain somewhere in your life, right? Today, I wanted to just really hit on something, successfully dealing with pain. I think you hear, you, you, you hear many stories, and, and, and every story I just sat in the back room and listened to, I'm I'm watching these people triumph and, and figure out ways to keep going. But how do you keep going? Why do you keep going? When the world says everything else is supposed to be opposite. October 7th, we're playing the Dallas Cowboys in Baltimore. And I've studied all week. I've studied all week for this one moment, and I know it's going to happen. I know, I know it's going to happen. And I'm looking at Tony Romo, and I'm watching him drop back, and I'm saying to myself, I'm saying, drop and just pick up your hands and just pick it. Pick means interception. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm saying, just catch it. Just pick your hands up and catch it, Lou. You done saw this play all week. Fourth quarter, big drive, Baltimore going crazy. And in the midst of it, the play happens, Romo drops, and I'm sitting there, and in my head, I promise you, I went through every thought. Uh, catch it, uh, knock it down, uh, don't put your hands up. And the moment I hesitated, for a moment, and by the time I put my hand up, my hand started to come down. And I felt the sound. I heard a sound that I have never heard in my entire life. And my tricep popped from the bone. And, and, and as soon as I hit it, I knew something was wrong. And, and, I, 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 and I said, I cannot believe this. I said, I cannot believe this. Because I know now, this 17 years of me playing. So I know that this is my last ride. This is my last one. My, my tricep made nine surgeries. I had nine surgeries throughout my 17-year career. But I'm, but, I'm, but I'm sitting there, and when I pop it, the moment I popped it, I said, now you got a choice. And I'm sitting out there with it pop. And, 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 and all of my players looking at me and they're like, you all right, Lou? And I'm like, I'm good, let's go. But I know I ain't good. And I know something's functionally not right. Something's wrong. 
because I can feel a burn. And three more plays after, five more plays after, seven more plays after, eight more plays after, I'm still out there fighting with my team because it's the fourth quarter. And you can't leave the battlefield. You can only leave the battlefield for injury, not pain. Fifteenth play come up, a young running back come through the hole. I'm realizing that if I don't sacrifice my body and throw it in the middle of him, he probably scores. We lose. But I got one on. So I just threw my body and just rolled with him. And he got up talking. Yeah, you got to come on. You got to come on. And I'm like, I'm going out. And I went to the sideline. And my doctor walked up, Dr. Curl walked up, and she said, what's wrong? I said, Doc, it's my arm. She grabbed the back of my arm, and she touched right at the bottom of my tricep, and she could actually push through to where you can see her hand coming through on the other side because it had snapped from the bone. And I'm sitting there, and she's like, why are you smiling? say, Doc, it's just an arm. <laughs> she was like, yeah, Ray, but I, I got some bad news. I say, Doc, what's that? She said, you just pop your tricep from the bone. I said, I just popped it from the bone. She said, it's gone. She's crying. I'm like, Doc, why are you crying? <laughs> She's like, I never, I never wanted to see your career end like this. And I'm saying, career end like this? She said, because nobody has ever came back from this. Nobody has ever came back from a tricep injury, Ray. We was 4-1 and at the time. So we was a quarter away through the season. And I'm sitting there, and she, she keeps moving, and she keeps moving. And, and I said, and I started smiling again. She said, she said, what you smiling for? Because I said, I said, man believes in the possible. God believes in the impossible. I said, all I need you to do is meet me in the office in the morning and give me my papers. Papers mean MRI. After I went and got it, right, valid, to say, yeah, your tricep is torn. So she hands me the papers. I call a friend of mine. I said, man, I need your plane, man. I got I to gotta go right now. I flew down to my college doctor, Dr. Uribe, and I got there. And I'll never forget, as soon as I walked in the door, he said, Ray, don't do what I think you're about to do. He said, don't do it, because it's the greatest risk you'll ever take in your life. I said, Doc, I ain't got no other choice. At this point in my career, I, I promised myself when I came into this game, if I was going to leave it, I would rather die on the field. But, but it's something that tearing my tricep taught me about there's two sides of pain that I don't think a lot of people really understand, right? There's, there's one side of pain that's the suffering and the discomfort side of pain. That's why everybody raised their hands when I first asked, do you have everybody ever been through pain? Because that hurts. You remember what that felt like. But then there's another side of pain that's called effort. It's called glory. It's called if you can find a way to push through pain, 
there's something greater on the other side of it. And, 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 and if you never tap into it, it's because the first time you felt that you backed off. The first time you felt, ah, that burn. The first time you felt that ah, it's too much. And we rationalize with ourselves to where we automatically stop. That's why a bunch of us give up so much in life so quickly. That's why kids have a problem finishing things in today's time. Because as soon as they feel a small bit of discomfort, of things ain't right, oh, they're gone. I can't do it no more. But suppose I told you the greatest pain of my life is the reason I'm standing here today. Suppose I was able to share with you, my routine was so crazy, man, I was seeing almost nine doctors for nine weeks, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. every morning. Ten days, ten days from tricep repair surgery. Had my bike flew out. I flew my bike out. I got on my bicycle. I cycle a lot. I got on my cycle. I got on my bike. And I tried to grip the bar, and I couldn't grip it. Didn't have enough strength. And I sat there for 30 minutes until I made up in my mind, stop crying, and grip the handlebars. Just grab the bar. See, sometimes we think the pain is what controls us. It's actually our subconscious mind that if we ever tapped into that, that's what dictates most of our lives. And I'm sitting there and I say, just squeeze it. And I squeezed it. Ten days out. And I started riding a bike ten days out. Because see, pain, pain is tricky. Because if you don't control pain, it'll control you. And so that's where my psyche started to change because Look, it was already in my mind that I was coming back. But listen to what I had to hear about all of the people who had everything to say about my career was over. Every TV station, every ESPN channel, sad news, Ray Lewis' career is over. And I'm saying, wow. That many people can dictate if I'm coming back or not? That many people got control over what I do from this point forward, we're going forward. That many people can tell me. Man, I heard one, one comment says, one of the greatest warriors of all time, and we lose him like this. So I said, oh my gosh, they done wrote me off. I said, I might as well pack it up. But think about, think about what we do the moment we feel that, right? That's back to the two sides of fate, the, the two sides of pain. See, at that point, I feel like a victim. And I feel like, oh, man, why me? You know, and dang it, dang it, dang it. Then after the first day I rode my bike, I came back. I failed, I failed twice. And when I failed, I remember laying on the ground. And I said, Lou, ain't nobody out here going to help you get up. What makes you get up when you fall down? 
What makes your mentality change if there's a great situation or there's a bad situation? How do you dictate that based off the level of pain? Because I think that's where we're getting in trouble at. And so when I started cycling, when I started going to see these doctors, I realized that I turned my greatest pain into my greatest achievement. I asked my mom one day, I said, Mom, I said, would you buy me a deck of cards? She says, Junior, I don't gamble in my house. Ain't no cards coming in my house. And I said, I said, Mom, I don't need them for gambling. I don't want them for gambling. I just need a deck of cards, Mom. My mom, for years, from the time I was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, I've never saw a woman take so much physical abuse than the way I've seen my mother beat me every freaking day of my life. And I'm helping her, but I can't help her because I'm not strong enough. I don't have the muscle to get these men off my mother. My mother's a very high yellow woman, and every time they hit her, she would bleed from her eyes. And she would walk around for days with sunglasses on in the house. I said, Ma, I need a deck of cards. Last altercation we got in, my stepfather hit my mama so hard in the face. My stepfather hit my mama so hard in the face, I called her. And I looked at him with this rage and this pain in my eyes. Like, one day, one day. And I took this deck of cards. I couldn't live in the house, so I had to live in the garage. And after this last altercation we had with this guy, I ran to my garage and I grabbed this deck of cards and I flipped the seven and I started doing seven push-ups. I flipped the six, I did six. I flipped the nine, I did nine. I flipped the two, I did two. I flipped another nine, I did nine. Until I got all the way through the deck. Jack, queen, king, rope, ten. Jack, um, aces, 25s, and jokers, 50. Until I got sick and tired of what pain felt like in my gut. It didn't even matter to me no more. Because I started shuffling them all over again, and that's when I started doing my sit-ups. Because I wanted to make sure sports wasn't the reason why I started training. It was to make sure man never put his hands on my mama again. That's why I started doing what I started doing. Sports was a byproduct of, of what people started to see. It was the behind the scenes that was driving me crazy. At 10 years old, I picked up these deck of cards. And one day I counted them. And I found out it was 52 of them in the deck of cards. 52. And I turned my greatest pain into in my business with the greatest achievement ever is the touch of the Lombardi Trophy. 52 cards 
And ironically, my number ended up being 52. I wish I made up a story, but I didn't. <laughs> 1986, I'm sitting on the curb. My mama come home. She say, baby Ray, what you doing? I said, mama, I'm waiting for my daddy to come get me. She said, baby Ray, your daddy ain't coming. I said, mom, somebody said daddy in town and he coming to get me for Christmas. She said, baby Ray, your daddy ain't coming. I said, mom, I'm not leaving. I'm going to sit right here. 7.30 came by, 8.30, 9.30, she came back out and said, son, get up. He ain't coming. I said, mom, he got to come. I'll be all right. I sat there till 11.30 at night. She finally walked over to me. She said, baby Ray, get up. He ain't coming. And I remember getting up from that freaking curve. And I told my mama that day, mama, no pain, no pain will ever stop me from taking care of you and my brothers and sisters. Because nobody knows what I'm dealing with. The greatest pain a man will ever go through in his life is the disconnection of a father. When you know he living. I want to, I just, I, I, I thank my father because we're friends now. But I thanked my father for not coming around me when I was a child. Because the way he was living wasn't the way I was supposed to live. So sometimes to really find the root of who you are, you must go back generationally and find out if you're following the same curses. That's what pain is. Pain is a repetition of the psyche. Until you learn how to figure it out, until you learn how to tap it on the, tap it on the back and say, I know you there, but I'm built to deal with you. I don't want nobody to leave here today and not understand why we must find a way to push through pain to understand that's on the other side of that is glory. The night before the Super Bowl, I retore my tricep. Couldn't tell nobody. I couldn't go to the doctors. I couldn't go to my teammates. What I was going to tell them? That I can't play? I retore it. And it was bleeding so bad, and it was, so, it was burning so bad that I took a shoestring from one of my shoes. And one of the fire spigots, I tied a shoestring around the tire spigot and tied it around my arm to hang my arm up just so I can get three hours of sleep. And I held it there all night and that shoestring held my arm there all night. And I got up and I walked in that stadium. And i never forget this. If anybody's ever saw this ride, I came out of halftime and we, and we busting San Fran up. I'm sorry if it's in the Fort Nala fan. You know, I know we're on the West Coast. I know we're on the West Coast. <laughs> but, but I come out of halftime, and I stayed in there a little longer because I got ready to tell my trainers. I'm like, man, listen, I can't even punch nobody with my arm. It's hurting that bad. 
said, I got it. A whisper came to me. It ain't about you. It's about the team. It's about the team. I came out the locker room, my arm burning so bad. Jacoby Jones was walking to the end zone to receive the kickoff. I'm running towards the sideline. My arm burning so bad, God said, go touch Jacoby. I turned around and put both of my hands on Jacoby's chest. And I said, I'm just doing what God told me to do. And I ran back to the sideline, and I watched Jacoby go 109 yards. <laughs> so everything that moment told me was sometimes your greatest pain, it ain't even about you. It's about a greater purpose. That if you can find a way to push through, that if you can find a way to not make it about you, learn, learn to appreciate the occasional storms that come in your life. Just learn to appreciate how small they are the occasional storms that come every day. And then that's the ingredient of how you really deal with pain, figuring that out. Thank you. So if you guys, so if you guys real quickly, if you don't know the story, so if you, you already shared, she's already shared her story. And uh, me and her brother, we've done some stuff um, ooh, a few years ago. Um, and we had uh, done some stuff in a grove and everything. And so I met him, and uh, it, was, it was awesome, um, the time we spent together. And then I received the email about her taking one of my messages. A warrior. Tell me. what. Tell me. When you challenge a warrior, a warrior responds. Absolutely. And she remember that, that one, one time I said, when you challenge a warrior, a warrior responds. So she sent me this email through, she sent me this email through my agent. And um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, absolutely. I'm 100% in. I would love to come share that story, right? And so that's why I'm here today. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah.